binoculars or what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hey, welcome to Featured Creatures. I'm the liberation, the future, your dreams and your destiny, located in a stuffed animal. <laughs> I'm Alex. And I'm Carrie's off dogs. <laughs> oh my oh my goodness i i'll be we're doing like simpsons gravestone names it's alex do not advocate stealing ring to kiss shafton uh, now mine was the literally the translations of, of shunko warakin really carry yeah this means carries off dogs <laughs> what the freak? or one... wait, wait hold on what language is that it never said because that okay like i don't know how true this is uh oh wait no you know i i had i have my logic totally backwards carry on you're fine okay uh carry let's just on, carry on carry zogdog yeah exactly <laughs> so i thought i thought it was like a like a porno name it was like carry like c-a-r-r-y space zofdogs i mean like that's like z-o it is now o-g-z well who do you think carry zogdogs time traveler henry flint Cousin of Larry Flint. <laughs> Except he isn't. Oh man. When we do the movie, he'll also be played by uh also be played by Woody Harrelson, right? <laughs> We're gonna do that? Yeah. Okay. Man, I had a really good news story, but I completely forgot it. I don't even remember where well, I was. I have a horrible news story that I don't like. Is it the monolith? <laughs> No, it's worse. It's the the only invention we've ever made that matters is destroyed. The Arecibo air. Oh air, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, the worst. It thing. was announced like a, a while before it happened, too. Yeah, I know. Well, I, it was falling apart, and then they finally had it fall apart like last week. Yeah. Well, I that's like I think because we mentioned this before, like not while recording, I think, and I remember saying that it was funny because like they had. Like, as soon as it was built, like, it was built under one president's administration, and then, like, during the next administration, it was, like, immediately defunded. Yeah. And then, like, they, it was, like, 12 years later where there was, like, a little bit more funding was given back to it so it could kind of get back to work. But I know it's one of those things that's been, like, kind of constantly it had kind of constantly been under attack where people just been trying to take away the funding because it seemed like a huge waste of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it kind of is, but like, I mean, we're not really any strangers to huge waste of time. So like, I guess it was one more, Yeah, you know, I'm not that mad. Oh yeah. There's a, there was a monolith in our town too, but it was also not good and bad. Okay. So the cool thing about it, so I like it now, but I'm mad for a different reason. <laughs> I heard it was made of spray painted cardboard. That's cool. Now, so the that, reason that's I'm why mad, you like it? Yes. And the okay, reason okay. I'm mad is that the tweakers who did it will never get the respect they deserve. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm all about that. No respect for the tweakers. No, no, right? no, 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 no. They did something that brought us all together. Call it. <laughs> I'm just so mad. Well, let's get into today's episode then. It'll Good. Make you let's happy. use this rage for something. Okay, so today's featured creature is the American hyena, also called Shunko Warakin, and ringed a kiss by the man who shot it. <laughs> you got some kind of ringed a kiss? 
Uh, the, the one thing you want from a cryptid, a corpse. <laughs> yep. And oh, we learned that last time. <laughs> and the reason it can't be DNA tested is so funny, which we'll uh, get to. Unless, with your help. <laughs> so this is i i just i want to say at the beginning I, I i know very little about this thing but this is simultaneously one of my most favorite cryptids and one of the most frustrating to me because <laughs> it's like you we have we have like actual presumably actual physical evidence of this thing and it's right there at the fingertips and it just we'll never know we'll never know well it's not under the fingertips so i'd have it here under my arm it, you have to have some big arms for that, buddy. I can, I can pet it. I got, I'm lanky. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, what we won't know where its hair begins and your hair ends. No, you won't. Imagine you got your big old authentic Shunkawarakeen toupee. <laughs> Step right up. So, uh, its habitat is the Great Plains of the American West, from at least Montana to Nebraska. Wow. Sometimes in Canada and sometimes in Texas. As it wants. It's got dark fur, often black and sometimes red. The shaggy areas were were distributed in a different way than on wolves, with a sloping back and hyena-like features. As wild America was despoiled, sightings of the animal almost died out. Today, there are still a few, but they are complicated by confusions due to folklore, apparent supernatural characteristics, and likely confusion with other reports of wolves. (laughs) Wild dogs and dog-like cryptids of several sorts. Not Mike Donigan. That's that's why we're not seeing this thing so often. It's other cryptids that were that are you know that's not that's not ring to kiss. That's just a regular dog chupacabra. It's not a it's not a rogue. It's not a sea monster. It's just a rogue polar bear. <laughs> you idiots! <laughs> it's a like polar the- bear. <laughs> Uh, this is that's my favorite. How how could you misidentify this other stupid thing that doesn't even begin to belong here? Uh, <laughs> it, it is possible. That... I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Afraid of that fucking right hook on that polar bear. And you know, iron skull. <laughs> that's bulletproof, bulletproof sloped skull. Yep. He's just killing machines. <laughs> It is possible that this creature is a remnant that survived all the way up to a hundred years ago, only for the last pockets of survivors to be exterminated before being officially recognized by science. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. We d- we did a bad. Hmm. No, I'm just saying it killed it. Oh, no. Oh, recognized us it. as people. Not us yeah. as the three of us. No, no. I mean, I, my blood's on my hands, too. I mean, I'm always I'm always skeptical of this because we do still have things like Stellar Sea Cow. Where like they're they were exterminated almost immediately upon discovery, yeah, because they were just so delicious and extremely stupid. Uh, this beast was known to the Lowe Indians as the Shunkawaraki. Yeah, uh, one of the translations I found, like the like a cryptozoologist that talked to Native Americans said it's pronounced without the N. Interesting, but Shunkawaraki is just so much fun to say. Indeed. You're keen on that definition. Well, exactly. sure fucking am. I mean, it just it flows so nicely together, you know. According to cryptozoologist Loren Coleman, Shunkawarakin is a creature unknown to modern sources. Its name means carries off dogs. An animal shot in 1886 by Israel Amon Hutchins. I lo- I love that name. That's that's a, a definitely a rebels era Sith Lord right there. Amon Hutchins. 
<laughs> Israel Amon Hutchins. There you go. On what is now Sun Ranch in Montana. Joseph Sherwood, a taxidermist, acquired it from Hutchins, mounted it, and put it on display in his combination general store slash museum in Henry's Lake, Idaho. Sherwood I'm Lee- looking I'm looking up right now. I want to see how far away Sun Ranch is from us. It's not in Sun Ranch in Montana. It's in Well, I just you know, hypothetically, I just want to send it jo- So you said it's in store. it's in a general store in Idaho? In Henry's Lake, Idaho. So far. Oh, that's so far away. Okay. Yeah, it's a 24-hour straight drive to Idaho. You went up to the alien for no reason. It's fine. Yeah, true. That is true. Um, my body my body suffered for that. Uh, Sherwood named the beast Ringdicus. <laughs> this stuffed trophy, the only piece of physical evidence, was never examined by qualified scientists and went missing for some time. Here is Hutchins' account of the encounter, according to his grandson. <laughs> dot 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 was aroused by the barking of the dogs. He, descri- he discovered that a wolf-like beast of dark color was chasing my grandmother's geese. He fired his gun at the animal, but missed. It ran off down the river, but several mornings later, it was seen again, at about dawn. It was seen several more times at the home ranch, as well as other ranches, ten or 15 miles down the valley. Whatever it was, it was a great traveler. One morning in late January, my grandfather was alerted by the dogs, and this time he was able to kill it. And he said, I got your goose. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look to the camera and see. You get my right, goose. Did he put his sunglasses on? <laughs> Yow! <laughs> yeah, because he burned himself on the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. The corpse was tracked down by Jack Kirby in late 2007. The Jack Kirby? <laughs> yeah, Thanos's papa. Like I hope so. Uh no. Not not I don't I'm pretty sure it's not the Jack Kirby. I mean, Ringdicus sounds imagine. like the name of a new god. Ringdicus sounds like the name of a new god. Like you would hang out, you know, oh no. It's Desaad and Calabac and Ringdicus. They're coming to get us. <laughs> Assemble the Justice League. Uh, I believe. I, I don't know. Ringdicus sounds more like an inhuman than a new god. You think so? He's like, oh, I, I stepped into some Terrigen mist and I. Ow! I'm a dog. Just like, just like Lockjaw. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's see. Uh, when did Jack Kirby. What's die? your power? Uh, I, my DNA is untestable due to bureaucracy. Okay, that's, that's my uh, inhuman ability. After Jack Kirby find, found it and uh, consequently loaned it to the Madison Valley History Museum, a fuller examination revealed that the Ringdicus measures eight or forty-eight inches from the tip of its snout to its rump, not including its tail, and stands twenty-seven to twenty-eight inches high at the shoulder. Its snout is noticeably narrow, and its coat is dark brown, almost black in color, with lighter tan areas and includes the faint impression of stripes on its flanks. Despite its discovery, the Ringdicus has not been formally examined as of July 2019. I looked up new, trying to find news stories, and none have been... It, even as of December 2020, it has not been DNA tested. Honestly, I'm giving though, you one more year. You have until July of next year, or I'm doing it on my birthday. On our, all of our birthdays, really. We'll start on Garrett's. We'll go up there on Garrett's birthday. <laughs> and then we'll steal it on mine. Examine it on Shefton's. 
Well, then we have the I week off, back and then Shefton's birthday. I mean, I'm well, looking. I'm looking at the map right now. It says that it's only 15 hours to get there. Yeah, well, let's and rock we could and roll. We can go. We can take a brief, you know, a brief stop in Las Vegas on the way to get we the liquid courage to go through with it. We could re. We could. We could adjust the trip a little bit longer if we wanted to stop by the Grand Canyon. I've never been. Well, we go on the way know? back. But it, okay. No, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I may accidentally drop ring the coast. This is going to say because we want to go. As, we want to be as fast as possible on the way back. We're going to be av- avoiding the heat. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't want that precious fur to melt off. Uh, so, uh, nor have any of its hair samples been submitted for DNA analysis, partially due to a legal issue concerning which of the two museums has the authority to permit testing. Which is why I believe taking the law in our own hands. However, in 2012, paleontologist Richard S. White wrote that the Idaho Museum conveyed ownership of the specimen to Kirby, putting responsibility for testing firmly in the Madison Valley Museum's hand. Or hands. Carl Shucker writes that the Ringdicus, quote, clearly was not a brackets hyena and it appeared to be too nondescript in appearance, relatively speaking, for it to be any brackets prehistoric survivor. I mean, it is possible that it's just like a botched taxidermy job. Uh, we get there. There's a, <laughs> okay, a okay. I, there's a distinct. Um, <laughs> All right. Oh man, I love this one. It's so stupid. I fucking love it. All right. Uh, opinions of those who have seen the ring to kiss up close are mixed. Shane Lay. A correspondent of Shooker believes it to be a wolf or wolf dog hybrid, while a commenter on Crypto Mundo claimed that it, that it had been examined and determined to be a poorly mounted black wolf. Yeah, I could definitely see it. In the 1920 or 1910s or 1920s, Allenson B. Skinner's field notes for a quote big low way war bundle indicated the existence of a painted hyena skin which was taken from the Shunka Warakin and worn across the shoulder. Lance Foster writes that the collection okay. that the bundle belonged to has been split up with some items being sent to Washington, D.C. and others to New York's Hay Museum. Foster did... <laughs> it's H-A-Y-E, man. Hey! hey. I thought that hey. was the... <laughs> for the, for the Sasquatch. hadn't worked yet. Foster did examine an amulet fashioned out of, quote, a strip of badly worn hairless skin at Milwaukee Public Museum in 1994, which may have been from, which may have been from the same animal. According to some accounts, William Clark claimed to have discovered rock art in the Rocky Mountains depicting, quote, a giant dog wolf of ferocious appearance and enormous size. A curling shaggy mane was represented as extending down the back of the animal, and in one instance, it was pictured bearing a young deer in its jaws, elucidative of its size and strength. Did you say elucidative? It's a regional, you know, dialect. I'm sorry, I I won't call out any any more Utica expressions. I'm just... I'm looking at this word. Let's let's skip over this. This is. It. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. I'll leave it alone. It's I, like I've never. I've only ever read the word wind. In 1995, Lance Foster told Lauren Coleman that quote 
We had a strange animal called Shunka Warakin that snuck into camps at night and stole dogs. It was said to look something like a hyena and cried like a person when they killed it. Its skin is said to be kept by someone still. It went, ow, why would you shoot me? Ow, 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 ow. Stop it, bullets hurt. It, oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm having to restrain myself. From what now? Oh no! From from making off-color jokes about being murdered. Oh, don't worry. I'm just gonna drink one of your cokes, Shefton. Whoa! No! I thought they were safe. They were until today. I guess that's fair. Esteban's gonna drink them all. No, no, I draw the line. He owes me. I won't let him have them. Okay, good. Now we get to. Sightings. 1909, an enormous black, quote, freak wolf was shot in Idaho's Boise National Forest. Apart from its great size, its back and other parts of its body were, quote, covered with a heavy growth of black hair, resembling somewhat the coat of a Newfoundland dog. (laughs) Except it was heavier and coarser. Newfies are so soft, so it better be coarser. This is a quick lie. Uh, you know, it's like a Newfie, but the opposite. Uh, I swear I didn't kill your dog. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I, was pretty sure I knew what, like, a Newfoundland looked like, but I, I just Googled it to be sure. And, like, what? Remember Sean's big like, white dog? Uh, no. Wait, yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. The bear dog. Yeah, that's a new, that was a Newfie. Dog. Yeah, well, I googled it, and I, I recall I recall now, yes, I have seen this creature. It's just interesting that it's like, yeah, the cryptid was kind of like that, but coarse. Rough. It was like a nightmare version of that dog. It's a, <laughs> it was it's... rough and covered in bark. Am I right? <laughs> it was also bobtailed. Uh, local hunters, trappers, and Indians were all unfamiliar with it, and biologists who examined the skin and skull in Washington, in Washington D.C., stated that the animal was not a hybrid, and that, quote, the only specimen that resembles it at all closely was a specimen from Idaho's Priest River Forest. Wow. Knee ring to kiss. 1983 to 1984. A correspondent of Lon Strickler, writing in July 2020, claimed to have encountered what he believed was a Shunko Warokin in December of 1983 or january of 84 he couldn't quite nail it down just somewhere around there south of laredo texas he and some friends saw the animal run or lope across the base of a hill while hunting watching for about 10 to 15 seconds quote a large black canid a dog-like creature ran from our left to our right, leaving the tangled brush on one side and dashing into the tree pile on the other side. The way the animal moved and its shape made me think it was a hyena. However, hyenas are not black. (laughs) I mean, it could just be some kind of freak hyena, right? You know? (laughs) And this is, you said this was 1984, right? Yeah, this one could be an errant hyena. Uh, yeah, right? Like it just escaped from a circus or some weirdo's private collection. Especially in it's Texas? Just, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's either dirty or is actually some kind of weird, dark specimen for some reason. Yeah, it could definitely be an errant hyena. July 91. All right, my birthday wish came true. We A hyena-like animal was seen by several people close to the Alberta Wildlife Park 
near Legal, Alberta. It was heavy in front and low in the rear, and was seen pacing back and forth. Heavy in the front, low in the rear. <laughs> the way I like my trucks, am I right? 2009, correspondent. I don't drive. Did you say that won't drive? I said I don't drive, I don't know. Ah, okay. 2009, a correspondent of Carl Shooker named Glenn Cunningham reported... <laughs> that is a Sith name. Glenn Cunningham? <laughs> yes. You think so? No. Yeah, I was sad. I, I thought you'd say Glenn Danzig for some reason. <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, that's a Sith name. One of my so favorite this, things. This, this fucking dog. One of my favorite things in, uh, in Star Wars is that there are just people with regular human names like Luke and Ben. Yeah, I love when when just a regular name stands out. Yeah. So imagine like the like Sam Jackson, Mace Windu introducing like the Jedi Council to someone. It's like, oh, here's uh, Kiamundi. Here's the Jedi Master, Steve. This <laughs> <laughs> is Steven with a ph <laughs> i yeah this is what i was these massive spoilers for mandalorian here i was talking <laughs> i was talking to a coworker about this and i was like yeah i don't know how much i like like the like it, potentially like paying us to talk about their thing uh, you know i guess watch. that's true i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to give free advertising but i just imagine you know the, the statement arise darth grogu that's just funny okay <laughs> like, I, well, I, I agree just funny. they no, get no, a no, new darth name i mean presumably but I mean, still no, no, you go, count grogu dooku is darth tyrannus not that's true count and that's that is <laughs> That is a try-hard Sith name forever. That's overcompensating big time. Yeah. Here's right? what's like going on, though. I, I already I solved it all without even watching any episodes. Like, it's obvious that he's the one who killed all the younglings, and Grogu is his Sith name. That's how he survived. <laughs> it checks out, honestly. Because <laughs> Anakin's not good at anything, so how could he kill all of the children? He can't even do that. Grogu did it. <laughs> I, I was also saying that what they need to do is they need to have Joe Dante direct an episode that's that it's just baby yoda like escaping into the ducts and just wreaking havoc it's just gremlins gremlins. it's just gremlins it's like a lot of because he's got those huge black eyes and it like you know they're cute with the ears but just like a lot of close-ups with low lighting like the venetian blinds filter yeah he's he's, like legitimately spooky he's like what if in gremlins (laughs) 2 there was a fat gremlin (laughs) yes (laughs) no they they earnest scared stupid him (laughs) they just painted him yeah he's a painted gremlin all right checks out all right it's a stand-in we're getting paid to talk about gremlins so so back to back to glenn cunningham the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy (laughs) (laughs) he replaced cad bane and aura singh and bosk glenn cunningham Oh no, not Glenn Cunningham. I thought he was dead. Reports of my death have been greatly over-exaggerated. Speaking of Glenn Cunningham and reports, Glenn Cunningham reported in 2009 urban sighting of a pack of hyena-like animals in New York opposite the Bronx Zoo, which he initially described as resembling the blue dog variety of Chupacabra. With high but crouched shoulders and low tails, the animal was three to four feet long and closely resembled a photograph of a striped hyena, which Cunningham found, but had unpatterned beige hides and shaggy hair on the shoulders. 2010. A Strictler correspondent reported a hyena sighting in New York's heavily wooded Adirondack Park in 2010. The eyewitness claimed to have seen the animal chasing several deer across the road. When it noticed the eyewitness and his wife, 
It stopped in front of the car and stared for 10 seconds before moving off. The couple allegedly saw the animal again a few days later, again chasing deer. The animal very strongly resembled a hyena. It had a sloped back with disproportional snout and powerful hind legs. Quote, rounded, diamond-shaped, triangular head with rounded ears sitting high on the head. A mane on its neck and back, and a long bushy tail, and a brindle, wiry, spotted brown, black and gray coat. That one was a quote. I mean, okay, that gee, that's basically a striped hyena. I like its N64 head. I think that's cool. <laughs> I like <laughs> <Right>. the <laughs> low poly dog. <laughs> is, is that Andros? <laughs> Uh, Andros is a low-poly gorilla. I mean, I can describe Andros's rounded, diamond-shaped, triangular head with rounded ears. Well, I mean, if you're talking about, like, Star Fox for Super NES, Andros, it's like a big gray nothing. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess. But, well, let's see. I'm Googling Andros from N64 right now. Mm, I uh, think that one's a big monkey head. Like, that's a purple, the, well, yeah. like, yes. horrifying... It it is. I mean, because there's like there's art from from Star Fox or Super NES. Like the game over screen has Gorilla Andros. It's just they couldn't do it with like they could they couldn't do that yeah. in game. Twenty thirteen wasn't quite that powerful. Twenty thirteen. Another Texan hyena account collected by uh, Turner and Luong is supposed to have occurred in twenty thirteen near Stamford. This sighting also occurred on the road at around 11 p.m. when a man and his wife were allegedly chased by an animal, which they initially mistook for a tumbleweed. Been there, am I right? The animal, <laughs> the animal ran alongside their Toyota for some time, bumping into it and denting its side before veering off into the woods. It was described as, quote, an enormous prehistoric-looking almost horse-sized hyena. We thought it was a tumbleweed, I swear. As and it, tall it like as, spin-dashed at them first. As tall as the car, and about half as long, with a ridged or humped back and, quote, rings around its body, which culminated at the top of its head. This thing's some kind of ring to cut. It's like some sort of tumbleweed. <laughs> 2015. A third Texan hyena incident involving a vehicle is alleged to have occurred in late 2015 near austin the eyewitness who had just moved to austin was driving home one night when he saw quote a big wolf-like hyena looking creature which appeared to have hands that's a problem (laughs) running with a bizarre gait along the road next to his car with which it kept pace the animal eventually veered off into the forest I want to retract the bizarre gate statement. It's not fair. It's got hands. Just running on all fours. Perfectly normal, given it's got hands. Yeah, but he didn't mention the hands are on the back feet. That'd be super weird right there. And now, 2020. A 2020 sighting of a cow-sized American hyena in Pennsylvania was reported to Strickler on 28th of July. The sighting allegedly occurred around 3 a.m. on July 14th, 2020, near Shippensburg, the eyewitness noticed that the first, what he first assumed was a cow, lying in an open field, uh, when the man illuminated the area with his torch. Okay, flashlight, please. The cow rose. No, no, this is an American paper. They they said torch. And the cow rose. So it's a torch then. Uh, the cow rose up from the ground in a slow, lumbering, purposeful action, 
as it came up on all fours. The creature stood about five to six feet at the shoulder, or at the shoulder blades. My truck, I'm, oh my god, this is bad. Okay, well here's a quick non sequitur. So, we're all holding flashlights wrong, right? No. So they're torches, you hold them upward. That's to signal the grays. Uh, I'm just going to read this exactly how his quote is. Or how it was written. I'm my truck, I'm elevated, and I sit about that high from the ground. You gotta understand, that's, those are sick bars, Garrett. This guy's doing slam poetry. I'm my truck, I sit elevated, five feet above the ground. The creature was about 30 feet from me, and I know if I stood toe-to-toe with it, its head would be taller than I am. And I'm six foot. See, dude, those are bars. That's when all the yep. hype men are like, what? Yeah, they say, enter oh. hype man. Yep. You know, I just heard a story about how DMX had his dog as a hype man for a second. <laughs> so, like, I wanted the ring to cuss to be the hype man. That's beautiful. Uh, that's where he got all those barks from. The whole time I thought it was him. No, no yeah, it was his dog. <laughs> that's funny. Now, at this moment, the back of this creature is still facing me. It then turned its head into my light. And the lens flare off its eyes were a yellow-green color. And eyes facing forward, this was a predatory creature. Not a damn cow! At the moment... (laughs) Okay, so now this is getting into deepest, bluest territory. You're just describing biological features of predators. Yep. (laughs) Eyes forward. It doesn't eat grass. It ain't a cow. (laughs) It doesn't eat grass. At the moment... Regardless. (laughs) At the moment, heat and cold wash over my body. And I feel real, genuine, life-threatening fear take over. I don't move. Sitting the middle of the road, knowing I'm low on the pecking order of the food chain at this moment. It continues to measure me for what (laughs) felt like forever. And I suddenly turned... It suddenly turned its head and tore off faster than I could know. My pathetic guess is about 30 to 40 miles per hour as it darted away. And after all this, the only thing I could think was that I, that it was some form of giant hyena, the most terrifying real-life creature I've ever witnessed, and it was gone so fast. For a second there, I was getting real U-turn into madness vibes. <laughs> it's going to turn around and... <laughs> yeah, I think he's like <laughs> measuring me up like, oh no, oh no. Theories. Oh no. Well, I have a quick question. Yes. <clears throat> so I would probably never make the jump to hyena. How how many people, how many of these giant wolves are actually giant hyenas in the rest of these cases? We'll never know. Honestly, they seem all more like bears than anything else. Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, yeah. It like I could definitely see like at a distance, like a skinny bear. Not, like, because they're all described being like big. With, like, high shoulders and low back legs. And hands. It's kind of like a bear. Yeah. Well, and that's what... The reason I say a, a skinny bear is because, like, these reports aren't, like, super isolated in the in the middle of nowhere. These are things that are, like, near roads. In one of the cases was in New York City. Um, they could be coming down into more populated areas looking for food. Yeah. So, a like, a skinny bear... Or a bear with mange, or something like that. That makes complete sense. Yep. Theories. Cryptozoologists suggest that the Native American folklore can be explained by prehistoric mammals. 
Yeah, because there's there's like a like an Ice Age North American hyena, right? Yep, and then there's bear dogs and other yeah. things. I mean, even big old four toed sloth, you know. Yep. Others suggest the more mundane explanations. For example, between December 2005 and November 2006, an unusual-looking wolf killed 36 sheep and injured 71 more in Macone and surrounding counties in Montana. It was shot on November 2, 2006 in Garfield County, Montana, after killing a grand total of 120 sheep. Golden. Initially, Montana wildlife wolf. officials were unable to identify the 106-pound reddish-yellow animal. Loren Coleman suggested it was a Shunka warrakeen. But it has since been identified by the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Department as a four-year-old male wolf with unusually red-colored fur. Hey, that just means the man got to them. They are the man! That's, that's what I'm saying. Of course, they would identify it as a wolf. And that is all I got. Can the it epic be of Rindicus? No. no. <laughs> not at all. Definitely it's not. It's just a cool dog. It's just a big stupid wolf. No supernatural powers. Yep. Not a chance. Nope. That sucks. I guess it kind of does. I mean, but like <laughs> I said, you know, it this is it's so frustrating cuz we got we got the specimen right there, you know? Just literally somebody just walk up and grab a patch of fur off. You don't even need that much. Just snip a bit from the tail. Snip a bit from the part that's facing the wall. (laughs) Exactly. You have one year where I'm going up there. (laughs) I'm so worried that that it's going to happen. Someone's going to steal it and Alan will be blamed. Alan's going to take the heat for this. Oh, look, I'll, I've done things for science before. I'll take the heat again. Oh, my goodness. It's going to come in and like, all right, look, guys, if anybody asks, I've been here this whole time. I don't know anything about Ringdicus. In fact, who is that? No, I don't know anything because they haven't done it yet. Go steal it. Then I'll know everything. I'll take the blame. Yep. I, mean, I guess that's true. Honestly, maybe. Well, I mean, I'm not, but I might let Alan. No, Someone's got to do let this. Alan. No, no, someone has to do this for the good of the world, for our destiny, our future, to Plug know the truth. Plug-mendations. Steel ring to us. Uh, you know, I actually, I want to plug, I watched a, I, I had this crazy experience. Uh, I've been watching nothing but boner comedies on Amazon Prime, because there are so many of them on there. There are. Uh, there was that time period I was watching 60s and 70s sex comedies also. Uh, I'm, st- I'm trying to stick as much as I can to 70s, 80s. I feel like that's my golden my golden era. Yeah, because the nineties are too hit and miss, and two thousands are just garbage. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, Pop punk soundtrack. That that yeah, I mean, honestly though, I kind of like that part. I kind of like that. I want the gross out. Um, But so I'd never seen I had never seen Porky's uh, as a kid naturally because it's Porky's. But I decided, you know what? There's three of them that I had no idea. I saw it in middle school. Let's watch it. I just never did. my Which I guess is kind of surprising. Of it. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm jealous because there's so much nudity and I would have been so there. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, Porky's 1 is just kind of whatever. It's kind of forgettable. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's funny, but it's kind of forgettable. Porky's 2 is a masterpiece. Wow. That, that is an, it is an actual film about so many things. I know, Alan, I've been throwing around the expression postmodern a lot. It's just oh, like yeah. willy-nilly. Porky's 2 is a postmodern masterpiece. It is completely self-referential. It's like about uh, like censorship. It's kind of about 
Corky's one yeah. as like a movie. There's like a whole really interesting subplot about like racism. It's very, very interesting. Like I, I would say watch Porky's one and then two. So you can be surprised. I've honestly never but seen I, one or, and I didn't know there were three, but yeah, you, you've sold me. I'm uh, you got to check out Porky's two. Are they all I the was, same director? I don't think so. Duh. All of them are on Amazon. <laughs> All of them are on Amazon Prime for free. I do. I want to. I want to sneak in like a second other plug though. Yeah, yeah. In this in the same vein, also there is a movie on Amazon Prime called Summer Camp, and I swear to God that it is the movie that Wet Hot American Summer is based on. And like, I know the thought is, well, that movie's got to be based on like just kind of the genre and a bunch of stuff. True, but there are like like complete exact characters replicated from this movie like paul rudd the shot of paul rudd arriving at camp with his shirt off on the motorcycle is from this movie like <laughs> watch this movie it's not good at all but watch this watch this movie uh, so there you go all right i'm not gonna watch that one you should i mean at least watch some of it you know actually no i'll just show i'll show you like like stills from it Oh, I finished watching uh, Project Blue Book. Okay. Um, that's not going to be much. It, it gets weird. Like, there's a few episodes where, like, they meet this guy from the CIA, and he's, like, their friend. So there's there's a whole, like, um, court case to get the CIA to take over Project Blue Book. Okay. I, I forget the name of it, but it's a thing that actually happened. And uh, instead of just, like, doing that episode like they would do a normal episode where it just, like, happens to them, it starts... <laughs> Is it the episode starts on the set of Close Encounters of the Third Kind? <laughs> and oh, it, so it's one of those episodes. They got the RP2 500 behind them, and it's just a, an interviewer ask like talking to um. Oh man, I forgot his name. What Spielberg? No, Dreyfus, Richard Dreyfus. No, one of the what? one of the guys. What? No, the fucking. Alien boy who was Project Blue Book. Oh, Valiant Thor. No, he he does he works for the government. <laughs> None um, of us have seen yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. Valiant all, Thor. The show is based on real, like real uh, reality. Who's the fucking okay. science nerd? So then we're right for naming these real people. Yes, but not like they didn't work for Project Blue Book. J. Allen Hynek is who I'm thinking of. Wait, uh, okay. Did, didn't Val Thor work for the government, though? Yes, but not for Project Blue Book. He, he was a fucking agent. office assistant. That's okay. That's right. <laughs> Imagine you travel halfway around the galaxy, you end up pushing paper. Jesus. Yeah. They talked to J. Allen Hynek. In, like on the set of Close Encounters. Oh, imagine getting a call from Steven Spielberg wanting to make a movie based on your rating system. <laughs> and then just like, well, that's not the hardest thing I've had to do. And then it's just the then it just goes to like what the episode would normally have been. It's, it's weird. He just slam cut to him having like a fist fight with an alien on the top of a train. <laughs> like I said, it's it's X Files if everyone was just like nope none of that just happened so it's x-files if everyone was scully yes everyone okay. i see even the people like even like the smoking man and like everyone <laughs> even the aliens they're like no we don't exist <laughs> what are you talking about you're not seeing us by tombs is like i don't have any weird powers oh indeed <laughs> well am i i'm not stretchy or boneless what are you talking about None of this is happening. Uh, wow. That's not my plug, though. Uh, okay, nice. what is your plug? <laughs> my plug is, there's a show on Netflix that came out recently called Alien Worlds. Okay. 
or I think it's Alien Worlds. It's either Alien Worlds or Alien Planet, but it's uh, just about speculative biology on alien planets. I like. Okay. Like each episode, uh, they're like, here's a different kind of planet that exists. What kind of life would be on that? Uh, Yeah, it's called Alien Worlds. Yeah, it's real fun. Interesting. That's my plug. Yeah. Alan? <laughs> Speaking of speculative biology, I'm going to plug the horrible trigger warning. Uh, movie Dream Deceivers, the documentary about Judas Priest's trial against the kid who blew his face off. Ah, uh, yes. That's very good. Very fucked. Indeed. They, the lengths they go, they, they bring up like audacity in the courtroom and like they, like, what's this backward? Do you always do this? Like, yes, I'm breathing. That's the sound of me breathing. Do you always do that? Yes. What well, I can. But, uh, <laughs> Well, I'm doing I'm doing it now. Yeah, Rob Halford. Halford says he wants to be roasted. You know, really? Uh, yeah, he he's he's like, oh, I've always wanted. He's making the the rounds because he has a book out that I have not gotten yet. There's no way that's true. Like Halford strikes me as the person who definitely cannot take getting roasted. No, no, he claims he can't. Well, I guess what happened was uh some like edgy shock shock comedian was talking to like Sebastian Bach, and he's like, what do you think he does before? to warm up and then he says something like really gross he's like come on man that's my friend that's not funny that's horrible <laughs> now for like oh my god i love it of course i want to be roasted if he gets no. roasted so many people are gonna have to watch out for butthole eating scorpions yep yeah i don't know though because halford like any anytime somebody brings up like the doris day story he gets like super defensive so i don't know like i don't know if he could take it i don't know maybe, maybe he could though Maybe. It wouldn't be the first time someone can take a roast. That's definitely true. I do love him, though, so I don't know. I don't want him to cry. <laughs> He's always he goes horribly him. awry. That's true. That you know true. who 100,000% couldn't take a roast? Who? Glenn Danzig. No, it, yeah, that's, that's not that, yep, <laughs> that would yeah. erupt into fist fights. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, this is this might be a hot take, but, but I think that's most, also bad because then he gets beat up and then he gets roasted more. Most of the metal scene, I don't think could take it. No, I agree with you. I don't think so. I mean, in general, I think most celebrities, but definitely the metal scene. Definitely, yeah. I don't know, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like anybody that I know from the metal scene that I think could, that I think could take any any musician that would identify as being metal. And honestly, I, nobody comes to mind. Well, you know, Kronos of Venom better be used to it by now. <laughs> okay, maybe Kronos. Maybe maybe Kronos could take it. He'd be and he'd be there yelling. He'd be sitting in the audience like, "Yeah, All let's right. go, let's, let's go!" go you All right. It is like standing applauding. Yeah. yeah, no, he'd be he'd be on board. Calling Monster Island. Calling Monster Island. was the nights before Christmas, and all through the waves, podcasts were playing for 12 total days. The feeds will be full of secret Santa cheer as podcasters swap shows at random. Oh dear. From movies to games, all aspects of geekdom, Creatures and features, topics brimming with fun. That that doesn't really rhyme, but it's too late now. Listen through December with episodes 12 and perhaps something extra? A dungeon to delve? So join us, 12 podcasts, oh listeners dear, as we keep you warm in the winter of this tough year. 
Listen and share. Join in with the laughter as we have audio gifts galore and Christmas thereafter. Uh, yep, the fire has spread to the mixer. I, I knew it was a bad idea to light a live fire in the studio. Podcast Secret Santa starts Sunday, December 13th, across 12 podcast feeds. Our gift to you. Calling Monster Island. Calling Monster Island. Uh, shoot us an email at featurecreaturepod at gmail.com. And our Twitter is at Fecre, F-E-A-C-R-E. And everything else is in our episode description. And remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. Jailbreak, ring the curse.